guys with us this morning, maybe you've never filled out one of these cards. There's a connection card right in front of you. You'll find a pen and a connection card. If you could just take a few moments to fill that out. That way we know and have some information there. We can connect with you at a later time if we need to try to contact you or if you'd like, if you have any questions for us, we want to be able to do that. There's some other things there, such as prayer requests that we can list on the back. And we're taking those requests and we're praying for them on Wednesday night. And we're already starting to see some answers to prayer. We were seeing answers to prayer on Tuesday night too, but now we're, we're seeing it uh, even this past week, some answers to prayer as we've come together on Wednesdays and prayed for those things. And we even done some anointing with oil praying for healing for certain things. So I uh, just want to encourage you to come out on that night. We have an awesome time of just informal worship, just me and acoustic guitar, and a time of uh, just talking through God's word a little bit, and then spending time in prayer, and believing God for great things. And I do believe that God's going to continue to answer those prayers, and we're going to hear more and more responses to those prayer requests. Now, maybe you heard this story. I don't know if you've heard this one or not, but there's a, a woman named Ali Femia, and she has this Amazon branded, you know, what's called a smart speaker in the room. And, uh, you know, you've heard of Alexa? Maybe you've heard of Alexa. So she had this in the room of her child uh, because they would play lullabies at night, you know, kind of get the child to soothe and go to sleep. And so the child had become very comfortable with this speaker. And one night, in the footage, in the footage from her baby video, and specifically the monitor, she overheard a conversation with her son, and the conversation she was having with, well, Alexa, having woken her in the middle of the night, the boy turns and says, Alexa, which turned on the smart speaker, and he said, I need daddy. Now, not Alexa is listening, he replies, what should I have? The toddler replies, daddy. We're going to guess that he was hoping that maybe he would get his dad out of bed and come and give him a glass of water and maybe read him another bedtime story. So Alexa then hilariously replied, I've added daddy to your shopping list. Is there anything else? <laughs> the adorable boy said, er, no, which might be the sweetest thing ever. <clears throat> then we have posted this video on TikTok where they sold over 3.7 million views because it's simply hilarious and adorable. And this story, this funny story, kind of illustrates a child seeking his father. It isn't far off from the mark of our children today and the call that they have for their father. And it isn't quite off the mark even the way that we have a desire for our Heavenly Father and His presence in our lives. Perhaps they're more connected than we know. I know Father's Day can be sometimes a difficult day for many my dad, my dad worked as an auto body man, worked on cars all his life, but he wasn't involved in my life. My parents were divorced when I was really young. I would see him sporadically on some holidays here and there. He didn't attend my sports games, wasn't around for award ceremonies, didn't get a lot of support from home. I did my own thing and they did theirs. As difficult as Father's Day can be, I can recognize that God has always been there for me every step of the way. That he's always sent someone to be there for me in the midst of my most trying times and when I needed them the most. And I remember that my Heavenly Father was there through each and every part of my life without fail. Psalm 68, 4-6 was 
There's a couple of verses that I really hold on to promises for me. One was Psalm 68, 4-6. It says, Sing praises to God and to His name. Sing loud praises to Him who rides the clouds. His name is the Lord. Rejoice in His presence. Father to the fatherless, defender of the widows, this is God whose dwelling is holy. God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. It's another great promise from God's word from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. This is God speaking to all the Christ followers who commit to making him their Savior. It says, I will be your father, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. This is true in my life. He was a father to the fatherless. And he placed me in families that went well beyond my bloodline, well beyond my genetics. And when my heart cried out for a father, God was always there. Or he sent someone as a representative. This past week, I lost one of those family members or representatives to brain cancer. In many ways, he was a father figure to me. A man I knew on three different levels. As Coach Noble, who coached my freshman basketball team, I knew him as Mr. Noble, as a teacher in our high school, and I knew him as Denny, as a friend after I graduated. Our trip to Ohio was never complete without spending some time with Denny and Jane Noble. Several times, Sarah and I have stayed with them in their home when we went back to Ohio. The last time I stayed at their home was in 2018 when I preached at my grandfather's funeral. I stayed there with them just a few years ago. Every time we stayed with him, he always wanted to give me something. So he would give me something from his home. Represented by the things that you see here on this table today. Now there's something here for each of us. And life is just as much about what we give as grandfathers, fathers, or those who play father figures. But also it's about what we give as Christ followers. Now this morning, I do not speak as an expert. Is there such a thing? But I speak as an observer. Because I have failed in many areas of parenting, and we all have, and no one is perfect, no, not one. But it all started with this. A basketball. We know a lot of guys need some kind of activity to gather around, and for me it was basketball. This is where I met Mr. Noble, Coach Noble, Denny. Why? Because there's one thing a father does. A father teaches skills. Now before trying out for the freshman basketball team, I didn't play much basketball. If a shot went in for me, it was either luck or a prayer that got that shot in. I had no idea how to shoot this thing. But I was fast, and I was pretty good at defense because I played defensive back in, in football. So they saw that and kind of kept me around the team and continued to teach me some of the things that I didn't know before. I was taught the basics, you know, the straight elbow, keeping the elbow straight, keeping them toward the hoop, ball rotation, follow through, 
all the basics of basketball. We went through drills to sharpen our skills. I learned to pass. I learned to shoot. I learned to make a layup. I learned to make a lefty layup. By the end of the season, my shooting had so much improved that the team and the coaches were calling me John the Shot Shalot. <laughs> One season. In the midst of all that, Coach Noble kept, in, kept connected with me. He knew I was from a single parent home. My mom worked a lot of hours make ends meet. And he knew a bit about my family situation and had me over his home on multiple occasions for dinner. The basketball skills I learned helped me as I reached at-risk youth in Worcester. I used the basketball to open doors of ministry to speak in to kids' lives. They were pretty surprised that this short white guy could actually shoot the ball. Shocked them. Later in life, these basketball skills helped me to reach them. I used the basketball to open those doors. And, you know, our Heavenly Father gives us all kinds of gifts and abilities and talents so that they can be used for His purposes in our lives and the way that we use them and the way that we build up the church. I used the basketball to help build up a church of teens coming from the neighborhood. It's amazing how God can do something so simple in our hands and use it so powerfully. A father teaches skills, and we know that teaching skills is not just about basketball. It's a preparation for what comes later in life. The second thing is, a father gives opportunities. What I have here in my hands is a fellowship of Christian athletes, serendipity Bible. It is important to believe and encourage your children, to encourage your sons and daughters, and when, when they don't think they can do something, you say, yes, they can. You can do it. I believe in you. And as you may or may not know, I lean a little more towards being introverted versus an extrovert. In high school, I was really quiet. I didn't say much to anybody. I was very shy. Coach Noble and also Coach Bradshaw were heavily involved in fellowship of Christian athletes. They asked me to teach the Fellowship of Christian Athletes lesson and to lead the group, and I began to become the head of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes group. And I taught from this Bible that they gave me, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Serendipity Bible for you. And I take that as an opportunity. They believed in me and believed that I could do it and that I could do it well. So it represents the first time that I taught the Word of God to others, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in a room. It's kind of funny because I remember back and we had our desks. It was in Mr. Noble's classroom. And we had our desks all circled together and I stood in the middle and I didn't do a lot of public speaking. So a lot of, a lot of what I did in the middle is I would read the verse and I would just kind of turn around and I'd talk. And spoke to everybody <laughs> dizzy by the, end of the, by the end of that first time. Then I realized I really didn't need to do that. But all because they believed in me gave me the opportunity to teach the Word of God. My love for God's Word and teaching continues today because I was given the opportunity to teach. They believed in me, even though I felt inadequate. If I can feel inadequate, it's okay, because throughout biblical history, 
what do we find? Every person got a call says, I, I can't do that. I'm inadequate. I don't have the gifts. I don't have the talents. I don't have the words. I stutter. Whatever it may be. A father gives opportunities and believes in their sons and daughters. A father teaches right and wrong. This is a book called The Book of Virtues by William J. Bennett. <coughs> Signed inside by Mr. Noble. It said, John, for your library, we love you. Denny and Jane. Noble. A book that they gave to, to me another time I was there. Your father just expresses our, the need for us as men to teach our children right and wrong. There are a lot of things going on in our world these days that we can't rely on others to do this for us. We need to teach things like morality, virtues, perseverance, not giving up when it gets hard, the value of hard work and the way that it pays off, discipline. The Bible says that the Lord disciplines those that he loves, and so should we. Loving God with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength, and loving our neighbor as ourselves. Our Heavenly Father has passed down this book his word, so that we not be led astray by all the false teachings that are out there in our world. To teach us right from wrong. When the world around us calls wrong, right, and right, wrong. A father teaches what is right and wrong. And a father reminds us of where he came from. This is the last gift that Benny Noble gave to me. Mug, you may not be able to see it, but it has a little Geneva key over on the side. That was our mascot. It's a Geneva Letterman's mug. See, your father reminds us where we came from. This Geneva Eagle, Eagle's mug was the last, last gift he gave me the last time I was there. Well, once again, Denny and Jane opened up their home to me. The mug reminded me of the great influences that I had in my life at Geneva High School. It reminds me that I'm never alone, that there's a family history, a town, a school, teachers, and coaches that helped me through each leg of my journey. It's a reminder that our family, whether those family are blood, or whether those family are people that are, we've adopted as families, that they're there for us, and they were there for us. And I thank God that he sent me to a place like Geneva High School. It was part of his plan for my life. But man, that I, I, I did not want to move. I did not want to go to another school. My kids have had a much better attitude than I have about the moving that we've done. Fathers remind their children of their family history and how far they've come. It tells a bigger story, a story in which our children now participate, because now they are in the story. They are. And just like we as God's children are written into a much bigger story of redemption. We're written into a much bigger story of what God has worked. Because though this book ends in Revelation and we know what happens in the end, we become written letters. We become written letters of what Christ has done for us. We become living testimonies of what Christ has done in our lives. We're part of a bigger story. And God the Father continually reminds us throughout his word that we belong to him. That we have a history. That we have a brother that was sacrificed on the cross for our sin 
so that we don't have to live in shame and guilt. The Father reminds us of where we came from. And lastly, this morning, the Father knows that it is never too late. It's never too late. You see, the enemy will whisper in your ear that it's too late to be a good father now. You messed up too much. There's no way to fix all the damage that you've done. I just want to call it for what it is this morning. It's a life in the pit of hell. Designed to keep you from restoring relationship. Designed to keep you from redemption. Designed to keep you from everything that God has for you in life. It's never too late to apologize, to admit that you are wrong, to mend wounds, to heal. Because God can redeem the time. If you're willing to Now I know that I haven't done everything right. And I've probably failed more than I've had good grace. <clears throat> but I've heard it said this way, the best time to start making a change is yesterday. The second best time is today. My dad, dad died of cancer in 2008. I was able to sit by his bedside and share about the struggles that I had growing up without him. He shared some of his regrets in life that he wasn't there. I prayed with him to accept Jesus Christ because it was never too late. It's never too late. Someday, you'll see me in heaven playing catch with my dad, redeeming the time that was It's never too late for restoration, salvation. It's never too late for redemption. It starts today, this Father's Day, 2021. Malachi chapter 4, verses 4 through six, 5 through 6 says, Look, I am sending you the prophet Elijah before the great dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their can I say to you this morning that I'm believing for that? That I'm believing the hearts of children will turn to their fathers, and the hearts of fathers will turn back to their children. I'm believing that. We're praying for that on Wednesday nights. We're praying over family members by name together, believing that God is going to draw them to Himself, that God is going to restore the relationship. First thing it requires is just having that relationship with God, the ultimate Father in our lives. He's a Father to the fatherless. He's the one who gives us the strength to be able to make some of these choices and decisions. But we need to restore that relationship first. Many of us, or many of you may be hearing and watching online, maybe you've inched away, and now you find yourself in unfamiliar territory. You didn't mean to get that far from the Father, but you're far away now, and it's time to come back. It's time to come back home. It's time to return. Jesus tells a story of a man who had two sons. One of them asked for an early withdrawal of his inheritance. He took that money and used it all in wild living, in the sex, drugs, and rock and roll life. 
lost it all. Found himself in a pig pen. He found himself in a well. At least my father's servants have food. Maybe if I can just go back. I know he probably hates me by now. I've dishonored his name. He probably won't even allow me back into the home. But maybe I can stay as a servant. And he began that trek home. And he was far away. And the father saw him from a distance. And the father didn't wait for the son to get to him. The father ran to meet him where he was. And he put his ring on his finger. He put a robe around him and threw a party. See, his son had returned. His son was lost, but now he is found. He was as good as dead, but now he's alive. Time for you to come to the Father. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you've squandered. He will love you and accept you with open arms. You don't need Alexa to put your Heavenly Father in your shopping cart. All you need to do is pray, and God the Father will hear you this morning. If you never surrender your life to Christ, today is the day. He loves you, and he has a plan for your life. And you can be sure about your salvation right now. Don't wait for another time because we are not promised another day on this earth. Another time may never come. You can take this step today to ask Jesus Christ to be a part of your life and to take away the guilt and anxiety. You can be made new. If you'd like to take that first step toward the Father, the Bible says that when we draw near to him, he draws near to us. If you want to take that first step toward him, or heading home, all you have to do is pray. Pray and believe that you can live a forgiven life and that your life can be made new. This morning I'm going to have, if you, if, if you want to take that first step, then simply say this prayer. You can pray it with me in your heart. You can say it out loud or whisper if you'd like to. So let's say this prayer together. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Lord, please forgive me for the areas I Please give me back or give me the strength and wisdom I need to move forward and to make things right. Thank you for loving me and for giving your life on the cross. I believe you died on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again. Forgive me and make me new. Today I give my life to you. Make me new right now and fill me with your Holy Spirit. And give me a new start. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you said that prayer, I'm going to encourage you to take the next step. That's the first step toward your faith. The second one is this. If you go into your app store, look up the app, new version, Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-I-O-N. And look for a devotional called First Steps for New Believers. That's going to help you to continue to grow in your faith and take you beyond just today. If you're watching from far away, I want to encourage you to find a church that's local that you can attend and go to so that you can continue to grow in your faith. And if you're local here, I'd love to have you come and continue to grow in your faith right here among us. Does everyone stand this morning as we prepare for closing? Men and fathers, and this also applies to all Christ followers. 
Our children need fathers in their lives, or a father figure, or someone that can show them the love of Christ. And that person just may be you. They need men to teach them skills. They need men to give them opportunities to succeed. They need men to tell them who they are in Christ. And more than ever before, they need you to teach them right and wrong. Hard work, perseverance, discipline. And they need you to teach them that it is never too late to return to the Father. It begins today. This is what you give. Happy Father's Day. God bless you. Have a great rest of the day. Amen.